On today's episode of the Return of the Roar podcast, we discuss the Kings' red-hot play, winners of seven of their last nine. We're getting together after the Philly game to discuss what we have seen and what we have liked from the Kings' play. We also discuss the Western Conference Player of the Week, De'Aaron Fox, and his amazing play as of late. Uh, Is this De'Aaron Fox's final form? We talk about that. Is De'Aaron Fox an all-star? You better believe we talk about that. Is it time for the Sacramento Kings to make some moves Are people going to be on the way soon? Uh, Who do you expect to see leave? And you know we're giving out our awards at the end of the episode, so stick around for that. All that and more on the Return of the Roar podcast. What is up, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Return of the Roar podcast. Uh, I am your host, Chris Watkins, alongside... um, I don't have anything clever for you again this week. I'm sorry. My co-host, Frankie Cardicelli. Frankie, how you doing? I'm good. I'm good. All things considered, uh, you know... No more stock market talk this week. I guess we're not going to do. We're not going to yeah. start with that. I guess. Yeah. I guess we kind of have been talking a lot about the, them stonks and stuff. Has that shot? It's like has that shot its wad? Is that like done? Like are we not? Is that kind of thing? I've been hearing much about it anymore. Like the stock market. Like on. Is the stock market dead? Like it does gun? it not crash? <laughs> no. I just like like. The, is this your next article for Love Forty? It's is, like the, the whole is, GameStop and all that. Like that. All that talk just kind of seems like it died off to me. I mean, I don't know if it has for everybody else, but I'm just. To me, it seems like that's kind of done. Just wondering, because last time we talked, that was relevant. We opened it with that because yeah. of how crazy things were a week ago. And here we are today. The crazy storyline yeah. that we have is uh, a that basketball was really team. a week ago. That was what we opened with. Yeah. You yeah. said that I, I made, need to start listening to our podcast. You should start listening to our podcast <laughs> a little bit. Uh, but uh, the biggest storyline we have this week is just a basketball team. So. Yeah, uh, and boy, is it a storyline. I mean, at this point, the the whole nation is talking about it. You turn on ESPN, and people are actually talking about the Sacramento Kings. They really Kings. are, though. It is wild. Uh, the Kings have won seven. Uh, we are recording. Uh, after the Philly right loss, after. Uh, the, the Kings have still, still won seven of their last nine games. They've won four of their last six. Uh, they're a 500 basketball team. You know, tonight was a... Kind of, kind of a rough game as far as like you. It was a game that you really want wanted them to win, obviously, because it was there for the taking. Those are the games you always want. The battles that are back and forth, and tonight was definitely like a back and forth affair. Um, it just was one that you really wanted them to win. But I'm not feeling completely like end of the world. They lost a game that they should have won. Oh, I'm it's over now. Upset. Like everything yeah. that was good is now bad again. I'm not off my horse right it's now, a wrap. so to speak. Uh, losses suck, but hey. They took a Philly, a Philly team that's eighteen and seven, to the very end of the game. Like, what more could you want? Yeah, for sure. I think uh, going into the game tonight, I didn't think the Kings really had a chance. I thought it was a, a potential ten plus point blowout. Um, and yeah, I think they really fought through the entire game. This is definitely in the beginning of the season, a game where you would have seen the Kings get punched in the mouth and then not respond and not. Uh, really make it any sort of game uh, late in the game, especially. And yeah, tonight was a lot different. I mean, they they took a lot of punches and and even you know were able to to 
what's the uh, what's the term? Uh, roll around in the mud with the pigs, you know? Is that, like, is that a saying? I don't know, something like that. Sounds, Point is, you know, they, they, it was a dirty game, and the Kings it were was. able to get some 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 filthy, dirty buckets. Well, and mean, you know, it was it was actually surprisingly, I thought uh, a, a pretty flashy game too. A lot of lobs at the rim. And, yeah, it was. It was exciting. It was a really fun game, and uh, you you spoke about being punched in the mouth, and like they really got. Out the gate, they got punched in the mouth. They're down by 14 points in the first quarter. and Or I think it was into the second quarter, they're down by 14. I think it was 46-32. And I was just thinking, like, man, this game is just going to get out of hand pretty quick. Like, I had a tweet ready to go up saying, like, I have a really bad feeling about this. And, uh, like, shout out the Luke Skywalker gif on Twitter. I had that ready to go. It was in the Twitter holster. Um, but they recovered. They recovered to those runs, which is something that you didn't see in the second half, how the Kings in the second quarter, I mean, Arguably, that was the most exciting quarter of the entire season. I mean, it was just like Yeah, crazy. I mean, that was especially to close out the quarter, too. I mean, we usually don't close out quarters well, and, and that was – it. I, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. I mean, it really did feel like they had risen to that basketball nirvana level where it was like, oh, my God, the ball's moving. Things are just happening positively for us. For some reason, Philly – during that stretch was just taking the worst shots and they were yeah. clanking off the rim and the Kings were, it looked like honestly, Dave Yeager was in the building. <laughs> he was like, yo, like this is me. Like this is, I did this. No, uh, cause that's really what they look like. They look like back in the day when, oh, when yeah. they would get the ball after makes and just take off and go. And that's, can you imagine it was ridiculous if gold one center was full during that run? Oh Yeah. Yeah, like, they would have done that. Th- I do enjoy that thing that uh, the Kings in-game entertainment does where they play the music like as the dude's about to dunk on a breakaway. A lot of those, those always get people super hyped. Uh, it's just like it went it Halliburton was, 3 to yep. Buddy 3 to De'Aaron. Like all, there was trading threes back and forth, the three-headed monster yep. of the Kings backcourt just like going after it. And we haven't seen that before. No, uh, yeah, season, not especially them, not them three, yeah. And they were all dialed in in the first half and sadly yep. didn't happen in the second half. But that was – taking that away from it by itself, like I'll remember that for a while, just like how fun that was. Yeah, and shout out for our OG OG listeners. We used to talk about last season uh, about how frustrating it was that Buddy, De'Aaron, and, and Bogey. Bogey could never get on the same page at the same time. Never, not and once. And this is like exactly what it would have looked like if – I mean, I, I, their first couple of years, there was a couple of games where where they would all go off. But this is the kind of thing not that, that we envisioned. Not to that extent, though. Definitely not to that extent. I think De'Aaron had over 20. Uh, I think Buddy had 17 and a half. Halliburton had like 15, 15 and a half. He finished with 15. But. Yeah, and I mean, that's a great transition point to the second half, which was a completely different story for those two guys. Uh, I just mentioned him, Buddy and Tyrese. They completely just... No showed that second half. Yeah, it, I'm looking at the box score just as far as like we outscored Philly by 15 in the second quarter, and then the rest of the game we got outscored by 13, um, one in the third, and 12 in the fourth, and, and that kind of stems from the three point shooting. The three point shooting we made 11 threes, I think, in the first half, and we finished with 14, and and uh, it just really stems the the loss really does revolve around the fact that we could not knock down our shots. You can't win if you don't score the basketball, and um, it just didn't happen. We we Scoring 20 points in both the third and fourth, not many NBA teams are going to win games scoring only 20 points on the nose in the third and fourth. I mean, I mean how about – I'm looking at De'Aaron's second-half stats. He was 4 of 17 in that second half. Matisse, I'm telling you, Matisse put the clamps on him. He really – I mean, he really did. Uh, there's 
he he just was De'Aaron was a non-factor. In it's that not half it's completely. not hard to look at the Kings, especially right now, and De'Aaron Fox is just like destroying everyone in his path. I mean, like, yeah, I'm, stop I'm saying all these. You know, De'Aaron had a bad second half, and what did he end up? Uh, thirty-four and ten. Thirty-four and ten. Yeah, second straight game with 30, 30 points. And I mean, it, if you want to win a game against the Sacramento Kings, it's pretty simple right now. Just stop De'Aaron Fox. And Doc Rivers obviously said, you know what? I think we should probably stop De'Aaron Fox, and I'm not sure if he took out uh, Green or Curry. I think it was Curry. He took out Seth for a uh, while, and he put Matisse in the last that last stretch of the game, and and Fox could not get going. Nope. Because um, Fox at the beginning of the of the quarter, I think he had a couple buckets, back like a floater, and then I think he had one more lay in, and that was it. Um, so that combined with Buddy finishing seven of twenty. Six of 16 from three-point. I mean, he had five threes in the first half, so he went one of I wouldn't know how many, but I he made one three in the second half. Um, yeah. Halliburton, I'm not sure why he decided to kind of slow his role from mm-hmm. being aggressive, but he only took nine shots tonight. He made six of them. I think he took one in the second half, too. Was, yeah, and he missed it. It was it. a three. A three, yeah. and he missed it. Um, need, we need that aggression, you know, around the clock the entire game mm-hmm. pretty much, and uh, that coupled with the fact that, Tobias and, and Joel Embiid started getting going in the fourth quarter with Rashawn Holmes on the bench in foul trouble because of some ticky-tack fouls in the first half. Uh, that definitely kind of threw a wrench in his whole night. Uh, it was just too much, too much. And that, that's it's it's a game I can live with the loss like that just because they're getting good looks and they're, they're not falling. It's not like they were turning the ball over a lot and making boneheaded plays. Like They were taking shots and they just weren't falling. Yep. And, I mean, there was no way they were going to win because – as we know, when Harrison Barnes plays well, the Kings play well. Harrison Barnes did not play well tonight. No, he didn't. So there was no way. There was just no way. He's another guy who didn't take that many shots. He took nine shots. Yeah. He had eight points and seven boards and four assists, two steals. He had a yeah. good game. He had a tough He had off. tough assignments, though, because, I mean, Philly's so big and has so many wings. Like, you know, he, he was on Tobias for a while and Philly's had, to, a, had to switch on to Embiid. They're a very intriguing team from a matchup standpoint. Just yeah. like they have – a six nine point guard, and then you have Tobias Harris and Joel Embiid. Then you have Curry, who and, and Danny Green in the lineup. It's just and yeah. they might. I'm if hearing, you don't have size to match them, it's it's a nightmare. I yeah, mean, you find yourself scrambling and trying lineups that you've never tried before. Um, but you know when they go against the Los Angeles or something like that, and they have a LeBron James and you know Kyle Kuzma six eleven, and oh yeah, Anthony Davis too. Uh, yeah, you know, and they have, they have a solid bench unit too with uh, Thibault and Cork Maz, who was killing the Kings in the first half. Uh, Shake Milton, who got hurt, hopefully he's okay. Uh, always love Shake Milton's game. I've always wished the Kings had a player like Shake, but yeah, he's he's hit or miss. I mean, he's he's fine as like a backup, but well, it's a backup, and we'll talk about. I think yeah, uh, yeah, I'll talk about I that. I don't want. I, I feel so bad. I feel so bad. I don't want to dunk on him anymore. Kojo, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, but the the Sixers have a deep team, man. They're, they're a deep roster. Uh, I've been reading that they might try to get their boy JJ Redick back, or maybe even look into Buddy. I mean, I'm not sure if that's a possibility, but if they can get more shooters in that lineup, like, I think they need shooters and playmaker. I I still don't love, you know, that their offense is is very not sexy. I'm not not that impressed with. Uh, ben Simmons. Tonight. Yeah, Ben's very unspectacular. Just not really impressed by it. I mean, I know he's a, he's a good player. It's just like I for sure. I don't does I a just, lot of good things, but I mean, also you know, 
he's kind of like Draymond Green a little bit. And there's nothing wrong with that, but Draymond Green was a second-round pick, and that's a steal at the second-round pick. Ben Simmons was Number one, the first pick. And numero uno. It's not so much of a steal at that point. Yeah, I just, I, I just never felt like, oh, here he comes. Like, he's coming down the lane. Or, or yeah. I just, okay. I was more afraid of, like, when, when Seth Curry, who hit Seth Curry with a quiet 22 tonight, by Man. the way, like, Long time. Hawaii. He's going to be in this league a long, long time, time, boy. He's right. Uh, yeah, just Philly's a complete team, man. Like, that was, I would say, arguably, that's the best team the Kings have played this year. Would yeah. you say so? Yeah. I think I think they definitely The gave, Clippers, they, maybe. They, but they didn't have Paul well, George I mean, when, they, yeah. when they won. I mean, teams are giving us some, some ass handies. If you want to talk about who's looked the best well, while the, beating us. Like the Warriors. <laughs> yeah, they, that's they what beat, I'm like, yeah. they. I mean, they look like some old school Warriors. But, no, I know what you mean. I think um, you, you said it when we were off air. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, it honestly kind of felt like a playoff game. You know, that was – we talked – it er, said earlier it was an ugly game. It, um and, uh, you know, still definitely high scoring. I think the Kings had like 71 at half or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's 71 at half. And um, it, but, you know, it was it was a grinded out game and it was it was it would have been nice. It definitely would have been a nice win. But I, I just don't think the Kings were ready to win that game. No, it, it reminded me from a playoff game, like not like, oh, the Kings like in a playoff game. Just like we don't know what that feels like. No, as adults, for sure. But like it's yeah. just when you're watching their playoff te- like teams and like, yeah. oh, it's a five point game with three or four minutes left and they're kind of going back and forth, it kind of felt like that, like where one bad move would signal the end, and the Kings made a couple bad moves yep. late. Where I, I point out that, that possession in the, the six-minute mark in the third quarter, I think a little over the six-minute mark, they missed four tries in a row. They had three offensive rebounds, and they could not convert. And it's just stuff like that that really will cost you the game, but it comes down to it. Those two or three points, it's just... And obviously they weren't knocking out threes the whole second half, so it's a little more broad than that one sequence. But, um, again, there's there's not really anything you can look at this game and say, wow, they did this bad and this bad and this bad. They couldn't knock down shots on the second half. Like, they, they, have, they their offense looked fine. They were playing decent defense. They held Philly under 120 points, which is like their infamous benchmark is holding teams under 120. They did. Joel Embiid. Overall, struggled tonight. He shot 14 free throws. He made 13, but he was six of 15 from the field. Like, what? What more can you really want? If you're gonna hold Joel Embiid six of 15 from the field. Like, I feel like you'll you'll, you'll win more times than lose when that happens. But um, the Kings themselves on the free throw line were were pretty bad tonight. They were 57 percent as a team. Yeah, I think that was the story. I mean, that's that's pretty much the reason why they lost their the two games that they've lost. Well, they, they're seven of nine. Is they. They missed eight free throws tonight. They lost by eight points. Yep. And I think we talked about earlier about the Miami game or uh, in a previous episode about the Miami game where it was the same story, I yep. think. Uh, they missed more free throws yeah. than the points they lost by. Exactly. I mean, can you can you shoot 100% from the line? No. No. But, but 80 yeah. as a team? I mean, what did Philly shoot tonight? I'm assuming they shot over 80. Yeah, they shot 80 on the nose. So uh, are the Kings the Philadelphia 76ers? No. But it's free throw shooting. And yeah, I, free throws don't need to win you games. They can, but they no. for sure shouldn't be losing you games. And, De- and at the moment, they're losing them games. De'Aaron going 5 of 8. I mean, I know he's said on the low podcast, like he, that's like his number one focus. Goal, yeah. His free throws. And, hey, 5 of 8 isn't horrible, but it's, it's not like, good. No, you're, you're, I mean, you're, that's. You're a point guard. That's gotta, not good. Point guards need to knock down free throws. Like, I'm sorry. Um, but hey, it, 
it wouldn't have made a difference overall if De'Aaron made those three free throws. They lost by eight. They needed to hit those threes in the end of the game, and they didn't. Um, but overall, I'm happy with their effort tonight. Would you say so as well? Yeah, definitely with the effort. Um, I think this is a game, like I said, that they would have gotten blown out earlier in the year. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Good to see. Cool. Well, anyways, uh, more good than bad. Uh, the last four games before this were a lot of fun. Uh, did we record before? What was the last game we recorded on? Was it the... We did this last time, man. I well, know. it's always a... I don't know. I'm, I have short-term memory loss, man. Um, we... Pelicans? Pelican? I can't remember. I really can't. I think it was the Pelicans game. It's Pelicans game now. That's what, that's what we're saying. I'm sorry. Either way, the Kings... I know we talked about last time how you weren't that excited and like how you kind of were on the fence about... I will say, like, I was at the game against Denver where... Of course, we got a 50-burger dropped on us by by the Joker. But, man, coming out of that game, I just I felt like they didn't have really that much business coming out of there with that win, and they didn't. And then they come out and they beat the Clippers, not even 24 hours later. Like, how, when's the last time you, you can remember something like that happening where they, they beat sure. two teams like that, even without Paul George? Not on back-to-backs especially. I mean, the Kings are notoriously terrible on back-to-backs, especially the second night. Um, and I think even this season they they hadn't gotten a win on a back on the second no. night of back to back, and to get two wins in twenty four hour span is is something that's very uncharacteristic uh, for a Kings team. And I think during this entire stretch, it's been them proving, I mean, to people like me uh, that I think they're legitimately over. And Lord, I hope they do not prove me wrong or prove me stupid. But I think they're over getting punched in the mouth and just getting walloped on a night, you know, on a night like tonight, pretty much. Well, since that Clippers game where they lost by 19 on January 20th, which is when they won seven of nine after that, uh, they haven't. They've lost two games since then, and combined, they've lost those two games by nine points. They lost to uh, the Heat by one on that. Damn buzzer beater, or a buzzer beater, but that go ahead bucket by Jimmy Butler in the closing seconds, and uh, and tonight against Philly, two games that they arguably not should have had, but I mean the Heat game they should have had tonight. Like you can argue if they should have had it or not. Like it was there for the taking, and they ultimately they didn't capitalize late. But two games that were there for the taking, uh, if if you may. Uh, so yeah, they're not getting punched in the mouth by anybody right now. Knock on wood. I hope I don't ruin yeah. that either. Uh, but well, and I think uh, I don't know. I think Darren said it on the All the Smoke podcast way way back. Um, a whole two listen, weeks. A yeah, whole two weeks. Don't ago. listen to that. That's not this podcast. So don't listen <laughs> to that one. But um, on that one, he said, you know, like I think it was after the Golden State game, and he was like, you know, sometimes like you'll just catch a team who catches fire, and I think that'll happen some nights. You know where. Because I think that's what happened uh, a lot in the beginning of the season. I think yeah. that, honestly, the Warrior game Toronto. was a perfect – Yeah, Toronto as well. Where that's it's ridiculous. Just like, a team just gets hot, and like it doesn't matter how good of defense you played. Can't stop them. You just can't stop them. And uh, I think we mentioned that in an earlier episode as well, that you know the, the Kings probably weren't the worst defense of all time, which they were at the time. Um, but, you know, they, they definitely aren't a great defense. Uh, no, but they've switched it completely around with that lineup that uh, that yeah. we love so much. That that they, death lineup. They've only allowed over 120 points uh, twice over the past, I think, week and a half, two weeks. They allowed 124 
to Toronto, but they won that game, and then they allowed a hundred and no to Miami. No, no, just once, just one one game, one game since January seventeenth, I think. After giving it up in like seven straight games or something like that, which is just a big turnaround. And I mean, I think uh, it is a lot of you know, yeah, teams aren't coming in and just setting the nets on fire, but uh, you know, they've definitely. Focused on on focusing on defense uh, for the entire game, and uh, it's been a big switch. and And there's a lot of times where the intensity is there for, you know, all four quarters, and that's been good to see. Yeah, it de- definitely. I mean, the defense compared to where they were before. I think I saw somewhere that they are their starting lineup has like been tenth in defensive like efficiency or defensive rating uh, over the past, I think four game winning streak or the past 10 games or something like that. I can't remember the sample size. You have to, to fact check me, but point is they've been night and day from where they were a couple weeks ago. And the Kings, once again, they're playing 500 basketball. Their schedule has been a buzzsaw. Like when you look at the, the, the stretch days came out of the Celtics, Nuggets, Clippers, and Sixers all within, I think five days, all those four games or Maybe six days. Uh, but you win three out of those four. You Celtics, Nuggets, Clippers, Sixers. You win three out of those four. I'll take I, it. Yeah. I don't care who's out. And like I made a point of this uh, in my notes. Like, like uh, one thing that people that I've been seeing is like, oh well, these teams are missing people. Like the Nuggets are missing Murray, and the Clippers are missing George, and the Celtics are missing. Uh, was it Kemba? I think Kemba was out. Yeah. It's like, do you? Do you know how rare it is for someone to play all 82 games? Like, do you know, like, how many players actually play all 82 games? Like, since the NBA has, like, been going on, like, people miss games. And the biggest difference between this Kings team and previous Kings teams is they would not take advantage of these situations. They would lose. I remember how many times would we, like, we'd see, like, oh, the Lakers are coming to town and Kobe's out or something, and they would get their asses kicked or something. Yeah. And, and now... They're taking advantage of those games. They're beating the Nuggets without Jamal Murray. They're beating the Celtics without Kemba Walker. They're beating the Clippers without Paul George. Very true, yeah. They weren't taking advantage of those games. And people can't say, oh, well, they've been getting lucky. It's like, well, that's the way that the game of basketball works. Not everyone is healthy all the time. How rare is it for a team to be fully healthy? No, honestly, and and health is usually a big reason why teams advance so far in the playoffs. I mean, it's usually, yes – often the best teams, but often those teams have to be healthy in order to get there. I mean, the Warriors were extremely lucky with their health uh, during their run, and uh, the Kings have been very lucky this season. I mean, no one, knock on wood, no one has gotten any significant injury. Tyrese had to miss some time early in, this, early yeah, in the season. Yeah, De'Aaron had an injury scare. Yeah, De'Aaron had a scare. Marvin had a scare. Um, well, it's but it's, you know, besides that, I mean, we, we've pretty much had our whole. Ro- no one's gotten COVID, which is yeah. you know pretty much ravaged just about every. I mean, the Kings had to miss two games, but that's pretty light compared to. And it wasn't uh, for them. Some teams, yeah, knock it wasn't them. on wood. Yes, knock on wood. But you know, well, it, and here's the thing. I mean, we're going to talk about this later, but th- they also have a break coming up. Yeah, um, I was looking at the schedule. It actually isn't for a while. I think it's about a month. It's about another month. Yeah, they it's, definitely have, they have to finish 4th. out this month. and then I'm not sure how long that's going to go, though. The NBA, I'm, sh- I'm assuming they want to wrap up the schedule by... Well, who knows if they want to do this All-Star game. That's break. only half, that's only this, half yeah, this of the season. Game. That's exactly half of the season. Yeah. There's still another 36 after 
March 4th. And is the schedule going to end in late May, early June? Like, I'm not out Adam Silver. I don't know. <laughs> well, it started December 23rd, and it's going to end March 4th. I don't know. Anyways, point is, uh, health, knock on wood, has been great. They get two full days off, which they haven't had in a while. Yep. And they're going to need it because coming up this week, uh, you have a depleted Magic team. You have the Grizzlies on Sunday, then a back-to-back the next day against the the Nets. So the Nets, that could be a mixed bag. We don't know what we're going to see. But yeah. uh, the past week was a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, I'm feeling good about the Kings right now. I'm really feeling good about them. Yeah, I do too. I feel like uh, it feels like back when they – I don't know. It just feels like every night they have a shot to at least be in the game. And I think tonight confirmed that. Tonight was definitely – a night where the Kings, like we've said, could have absolutely gotten blown out and it just would have been like, man, like we're still not over this. And I think, uh, I think, like I said earlier, I think we're over that kind of stuff and, and the Kings are legitimately going to try and scrap every night. Well, it's funny because I kept waiting for it. You know, they, they got for a while there when they were losing, getting killed by Portland, the Clippers twice. Uh, they blew that game to New Orleans, and then they had that break with the Grizzlies games. But I have been waiting for that that game. Like, okay, here they go. They're down by 20. Game's over. And it hasn't happened yet. It hasn't happened for two weeks now. So tonight was a huge test as far as, like, they can compete. They can play with the best. Like, I really think they can. They have the depth. They have the talent. It's just getting everyone to get going at the same time. And I know they're missing Rashawn late. He's a big component why they're successful uh, he was doing arguably a, a, a pretty good job on on a uh, Joel yeah. Embiid tonight, uh, but he couldn't stay out of foul trouble. And uh, that was expected, though. I mean, I'd... a couple of those calls are questionable, though. Like there was that for one, sure. Like, where yeah, his he had fingertip a screen, yeah. like grazed Embiid's eye. Like it was barely. It just like was enough to like I don't know. Uh, excuses, excuses. But uh, Kings are five hundred. I'm feeling good. Um, give me any other thoughts about tonight's game. No, not about tonight's game. Okay. It was just well played. Should we Very take well a played. break? Uh, yeah, this is like a perfect time to take a break. Let's do Let's that. take a break. Let's take a break. All right. Uh, uh, okay. <laughs> the, uh, the talk of King's Twitter, of course, which everybody take a drink. Me and Frank are talking about King's Twitter, um, has been uh, Harrison Barnes' Up for trade? Question mark. <laughs> question mark. Question mark. Exclamation point. This has been a pretty hot topic. I feel like more people have hit me up in my life about this than anything else so far this season. Because um, I put something out about like if the Kings trade Harrison Barnes, it would w- pretty much wouldn't be a good idea um, if they're trying to win. To put it lightly. To put it lightly. Uh, and, yeah, I think a lot of people, uh, it was surprising for them to learn that Harrison might be uh, even on the block in the first place. I think, I, I guess I should explain why that might be the case because, you know, it, it definitely, you know, he's playing, we've talked about week after week how Harrison has probably been the King's second best player this season. Um, and, you he's know, playing my, the best basketball yeah, of his he's career. playing the best basketball of his career, which leads me to why he would potentially be traded because I can't imagine his value would ever be this high as it is right now. I mean, 
if the Celtics want to use him, they're going to value him like he's their you know third best player. And in order to obtain someone like that, you're going to have to give up a lot. And uh, you know the Kings aren't necessarily in a position where I mean, yes, right now if they continue to play at this pace, for sure they'll be uh, a top five seed in the West. But let's be honest. I mean, I feel like this team at its best is winning a play-in game, maybe winning the play-in tournament, and then getting swept by the one seed. And, you know, there's for sure, I mean, we're the Sacramento Kings. Beggars can't be choosers. If you're in the playoffs, we want to be in the playoffs. That's where we want to be. But at the same time, you know, like, you, I, I feel like you should aspire for a little higher than that. Yeah. And, you know, if you can set yourself back a, just one more year, you know, it's – And it thing, could set though. you – it could 100% That's a gamble set you back I'm not, more. I'm not willing to take. I don't want to – And I don't think they're going to take no, it, and I don't think they should take like, it. But De'Aaron Fox is – he signed his extension. He's here for five more years after the season. That we know. Like, he's here. How many more years do we want to waste is my point. Like, and I don't think that they I don't know the front office. I know that there was like the reports like, oh, we're not they're not really like Sam Amick is like they're not really looking for the playoffs this year. Like clearly that's not really the truth because they're five hundred right now. They haven't made any moves at all. They would be in the playoffs if the season ended today, they'd be in the play in game. Like Harrison Barnes is twenty eight years old. He's playing the best basketball of his career. Yes, his potential as a trade piece will never be higher than it is right now unless he turns into LeBron James overnight or or this offseason or something. Like, it's just not going to happen. He is shooting 50% in the field, 41% for three-point range. He's averaging career highs across the board. Like, wouldn't you say, like, he's arguably, like, a more valuable person to this team than anyone else that's not De'Aaron Fox or Tyrese Halliburton or Sean Holmes? Like, I mean, if you're talking on the court for sure, but I think that's where contracts come into play. Well, and he, if you can dump, if you can load off, you know, unload he, that contract. And the thing about his contract, though, is it's not terrible for sure, and it's a declining deal. It's declining. And he's and, at 18 mil, which isn't terrible for, especially with how Harrison Barnes is playing now. I mean, that's a steal for how he's playing it, now. But it goes from 22 this year to 20 to 18. Yeah, and it's declining, and he's only 28 right now. I just. Who can you bring in? Like we talked about this off off uh, when we weren't recording. Like a lot of players in the Kings like can go down. And you can kind of like oh plug that hole. Like if Rashawn gets hurt, Marvin can step in and play some center. If Buddy gets hurt, Tyrese can step in and play shooting guard. Like De'Aaron obviously is not really replaceable right now, but that's not the point. Like the the point is. I mean, Harris, to an extent, I, well, I mean, I, we I would like to see what Tyrese could do if De'Aaron had a missing point game. Guard, sure. But I, Sure. I'm not going to say De'Aaron Fox is replaceable. Freaking sure. hope not. But no, like if Harrison Barnes gets hurt, knock on wood. Knock on wood. Glenn Robinson if, ain't taking those minutes. No, you can't replace Harrison Barnes. He's been a twenty, like close to a twenty point per game scorer. He's getting seven rebounds a game, just about. And and uh, even like we talked about just a second ago, even when he's not playing well, like today he didn't play well. He was getting defensive stops. He was getting rebounds. In the Clippers game, he had kind of a bad game. He had the game-winning basket. Yep. Like without yeah, him, Kawhi had a bad game. Kawhi had a bad game because of the defensive effort, and Luke Walton had that nice little soundbite. If you you can find it on King's Twitter, uh, after the Clippers game, Kings won their fourth in a row, and and uh, their seventh of eight games, and and Luke Walton's praising 
not De'Aaron Fox for scoring 36 points. He's praising Harrison Barnes for the effort he, he did on Kawhi Leonard. We have no one else in our roster that's going to stop Kawhi Leonard. Like, no. No. It, yeah, we definitely benefited from Kawhi not, or from Paul George not being in that game. But I think, like, yeah, if we have, yeah, without Harrison, we just don't have anyone to stop. We we Harrison already struggles with you know the LeBrons, the Giannis's, and um, that's not his fault. Harrison does great; he puts in great defensive effort. But yeah, we have absolutely nobody else who does anything remotely what he does. Trading HB blows up the quote. Like already blow up, like the rebuild, yeah. it blows it up. I mean, like yeah, even that's more. Pretty, yeah, I, I think at that point, and to to uh, to expand on your point earlier about, I don't think the team is uh, is not trying to win. I think if they were in this rebuilding mindset at the moment, we would be seeing Marvin Bagley late in the stretch or playing late down the stretch. We would be seeing Tyrese probably in the starting lineup by now. Uh, might see Kyle Guy minutes over. We wouldn't see us on White's on the should, roster. Yeah, we probably would have seen Metu uh, keep his his role that he had. I think the team is is in a is in a winning mind state right now, and is in or as a franchise is trying to is trying to get those playing games. And I know De'Aaron said on the Low Post podcast, which people I know I just said you shouldn't listen to podcasts that aren't these. That's a good should, one. Though. You should listen to Low Post. Uh, De'Aaron Fox was on that. <clears throat> um, actually, I will question ask you something that uh that De'Aaron brought up and I asked you this uh I texted it to you after I heard the interview do you think it was interesting that De'Aaron didn't seem to have an answer for what really like was the change since uh, why are you guys playing better yeah pretty yeah so pretty much to to fill everyone else in who hasn't heard it yet uh Zach Lowe who works for ESPN asked De'Aaron um you know like you guys were Pretty much like what we've been talking about earlier, just getting, you know, you guys were getting ransacked, getting punched in the mouth and not take and not having any response. Um, and now you guys are where you are playing great. What's the difference? Like He's like, are there any like schematic, uh, yeah. any scheme changes? And, and Darren's like, no, not really. Like we, like we, we play less zone. It's like, zone. OK, yeah. like, well, you guys have won seven of your last eight and four straight and you're like above 500. So. Is there any secret? And he's like, no, like we're just playing better. Yep, just playing better, and people aren't going off against us. He said they you, got. You got to trust the process. They got practice. Yeah, he's they got practice. They got practicing. You got to trust your reps and trust that it's going to work. I just, Look, I don't know. I just getting, thought it was interesting. Getting practice and is it is valuable, and like it really is like getting comfortable and in, in the in your rotations and and running plays and everything. But like to an extent, it's just kind of like. I don't want to get too third eye, but it kind of made me or like to Kyrie Irving more, oh I should say. But it kind of just made me think like if sometimes we overblow narratives in terms of like, yeah, you know, like Luke Walton, you know, he made that timeout and he really cursed out his team. And ever since that point, you know, like much like we do with the the Marvin Bagley dad situation the marvin dadley situation where we're like you know ever since that that moment they really you know have have played different when in reality it could you know they they could have played well that golden state night and that would have you know been helpful but it's just i don't don't know know, it's just it's just funny i can't predict basketball or sports man like things like we talked about how teams have like the best you and i can you and i can predict as we know from our not gambling history. <laughs> no, who does that? Who gambles? No. no one does that. No, uh, no one. But we, uh, it, it, it just doesn't matter, really. I mean, 
obviously probably De'Aaron doesn't know. Luke might not know either. I mean, they're they're doing some things better. Uh, like I'm seeing more of a defensive effort from them, and and uh, we've noticed like how people like Marvin, Buddy, in specific. Like I think you had a point about Buddy, like how he's doing not maybe even defensively, but they're making smarter plays like that they weren't making a year ago. Like Buddy, I, I saw him in the Denver game. His three point streak was on the line, and he's passing up open looks to kick to the corner to Tyrese and Tyrese is knocking down the three. He's, he's not forcing. He drove in and he had a nice little pass to uh Rashawn on the key and um, in that game as well. And just, he's not forcing shots. And sometimes he is more like tonight. He kind of was forcing a little bit, but we can, but even at the end of the game uh, tonight, uh, Rashawn's potential and one that could have brought it within three late. I mean, that play was ran for buddy to get a three, but he looked at it. He was double teamed and made a beautiful pocket pass right to uh, right to Rashawn, and Rashawn got the and one, missed the free throw. But and that was kind of the yeah. game, honestly. But. And, and Marvin, even like, I've just noticed he's been like tonight. He was Def- tonight. He was man. Yeah. Marvin hustles the entire time he is on the court. It doesn't matter if he throws. I mean, a lot of the times to bring back uh, our boy Demarcus Cousins, a lot of times you would see Demarcus like throw up a bad shot or not get a call defensively and then walk back. Marvin, every single time, like, he is not letting his head get out of the game. Like, I've, I've definitely noticed that, in the past, especially in the past, like, three or four games. And, um, yeah, it's just really good stuff. To, like, that's the kind of stuff that, like, that'll translate. Like, that's, yeah. that's you know, regardless of – that's how he's going to be able to play in the fourth quarter. Yeah, he's knocking shots down. He drew a couple back-to-back uh, – he drew back-to-back charges in the fourth quarter, I think. It just – the defensive effort is there from him. I'm, I'm seeing it. Uh, he had a little more of an extended like role tonight because of Rashawn being on the bench. Uh, Rashawn only played 22 minutes tonight, and Marvin played just about 30. Um, 17 points and six boards for Marvin. Like he, he's capable of that every night. It's just I know that Luke has his lineup that he trusts. We like to call it the death lineup, which is De'Aaron. Yo, that lineup and, has been killing it. De'Aaron, Tyrese, Harrison Barnes, Buddy Heald, and Rashawn. And, that's one of the best lineups in the NBA. Like, I mean, it's a top three lineup in the NBA from a statistical standpoint. Yeah, I don't think we saw it at all tonight, did we? Uh, at the I think for a minute in the fourth, but it was too late at that point. Yeah. I think that they had Marvin in for Rashawn, mm-hmm. and uh, by the time they that they got Rashawn back in for Marvin, it was just, it was like a five or seven point. It was like a seven point game when um, Shake hit that three in the corner with like three minutes left. Um, it was a uh, yeah that that lineup that lineup. Marvin's not going to crack that one. They're winning the way they're winning. Like they were five and ten or eleven or whatever they were. And then when Luke started sticking with his lineup, I think it was around that time. They've been a completely different basketball team. That's again statistically a top three lineup in the NBA. Yeah, and uh, not many teams can stop them. So, no, no, no. no. no, no. Um. Anyways. To close the Harrison conversation, I'm a hard no on trading him. If you want to just put like, do you want to put like a hard answer on it, yes or no? Yeah, no. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. No, no. I don't believe that they should. We are we are not on the Harrison Barnes trade train. Um, moving on, someone who we might be on the train of moving, but that's actually not what we're going to talk about right now. Is we can uh, quick hit on Buddy, it. Uh, Buddy Heald. I mean, I just we we sh- I just want to talk about Buddy real quick and just uh, we've we've talked a lot. In, I think the previous two episodes about uh, Buddy adding a second dimension to his game, and uh, you know, and we were just talking about it actually 
a minute ago about you know he his passing ability the past couple games has really shined and and his ability to to still hit shots and make Im- other impact plays uh, has really been impressive. Yeah, and like his assist numbers have been up, his rebound numbers have been up too. Like I know he's always been an above average rebounder. Like I think you pointed that out to me earlier, and and he has been an above average rebounder for a shooting guard, but. Uh, he had a double-double a couple of games ago. He had eight boards tonight. Um, the shots aren't falling, but he is moving the ball around. It's kind of like not really like a, a bogey type of stat line he's been putting up lately, but it's kind of like the player, like how we wanted bogey to be that guard who could knock down threes and, and move the ball around. Well, Buddy's been kind of, kind of that same player in this lineup. Chris is sorry. It's, a, it's 11 o'clock at it night. Is, I'm sorry. So. Uh, I think the thing that I would love to see from Buddy, and I know I think I talked about it last week, is he's just so inefficient still that it's it's almost – I would almost rather him take four less threes and just make sure that he hits two more, you know. Um, I, I think You and I were exchanging texts earlier, and it just seems like he's rushing everything. It seems like he's really like – I mean, good. We we harp on Tyrese for not doing this, but he's he's looking for a shot too much. Yeah, um, and we can find a medium. Any, yeah, anytime he's open or has any sort of uh, look at it, he's thinks he's Steph Curry and can really just like flick it up. And Buddy is a great shooter. I'm not entirely sure he's an elite, elite all time shooter, but um, you know, if he's he's definite, he's the definition of a volume shooter. And we're seeing that. I mean, he's he's going six of fifteen and stuff like that. And it's like, yeah, yeah, you're technically shooting thirty seven percent, but it'd be a lot better if you were doing it with less shots. Yeah, if he was doing it on ten shots instead of almost twenty. Yeah. Um. And tonight he did take twenty shots. So, um, as far as trading him goes, obviously, if I have to pick him or or HB, I would rather have Buddy moved at this point, just because of the fact we have Tyrese and, um. I think Harrison Barnes is more integral to the King's success in the future, near future years, than Buddy Heald. I think so. I mean, kind of for the reason I just said, I think if you're going to look, if you just need somebody who can be an elite shooter or be a knockdown shooter, you can find somebody. Yeah, you can find someone who, who, you know, you're you're Kyle guy, but better, you know, somebody who is. You know, like a Corkmaz or something like that, or well, JJ Redick or Tyrese whatever, Halliburton. You know? Well, Tyrese Halliburton for sure, but you need, you know, you need more than one shooter, well, like I a mean, specialist. That's, that's going to be the issue if the Kings do move Buddy. Is and we've already talked about it countless times. Is Buddy's the only person who's who's really going to get the Kings three point numbers up to par with what the NBA is at now? And if he's gone, I don't know who's taking six or seven threes a game. Harrison could, but he just you, isn't that kind of player. Do you I think, think right now. if the Kings, like if Vladi didn't like bite on the Buddy Heald threat last year about like, oh, do you think how, how much do you think he would have gotten twenty million per season on the open market? Do you think someone would have paid him twenty the same contract he got from from Vladi? Do you think it would have happened? Probably not twenty. Seventeen. What bogey get bogey ended up getting fourteen. Seventeen. Seventeen. Yeah, seventeen per season. He might have. I mean, he he probably would have gotten anywhere from from sixteen to twenty. I'd imagine. It might have saved a couple million. 
to like just match an offer sheet is my point. Like if we would let them yeah. go to free agency and we just would have matched an offer. They won yeah, I mean the the that would have been probably the smartest business decision to do. It also would But have he been. was causing a stink about it. He was literally yeah. saying like I'm, Oh, he was oh, he was for sure He was like being He was checking. Yeah, horrible. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh I'm just gonna leave here. They don't want me. Yeah. Like Okay. Uh I think he offered him like around that money back then and then Buddy called it disrespectful. Point is, uh, Buddy's overpaid, and Harrison, from like a financial standpoint, I mean, again, it's kind of a bummer that these guys have their financial information out there for everybody to know, but uh, they both, from a like basketball standpoint, like it seems like they are overpaid. I mean, we're, everyone thinks that, not just me, I mean, Chris and I. It's just uh, if I had to pick one of them to be on the team next year, because it seems like one will probably be gone because we can't have two guys making that much money, I would hope that we keep HB because – I think replacing a shooting guard is easier than the type of small forward that Harrison Barnes is. Yeah, I 100% agree. Um, Closing things up, uh, I think one of the last things we wanted to talk about was, um, well, he's Western Conference Player of the Week. Oh, yeah, that guy. Um, Do we want to do awards or do we want to? I guess we can do awards. It kind of falls falls in line with awards. Yeah, because I mean, shocker, De'Aaron Fox is going to be. Well, we have to, you have to give the, the sound well, effect. Sorry. I, uh, hold on. Hold on. Hold all, right. on. <laughs> all right, Frank. Uh, do you want to – I think it's I think it's time for some awards. you want to do some awards? Yeah. All right. Of course I do. Well, as everyone – well, I don't know if we have any new listeners. For our new listeners, I'll I hope so. present it. Uh, we like to do uh, every week, every episode, our King of the Week and our Coke Machine of the Week. The King of the Week is uh, our me and Frankie's individual selection for MVP. Uh, best player of the week. Um, pretty simple. You know, it's in the title, King of the Week. And our Coke Machine is so, our worst player of the week. It's the worst. Yeah, you really Shout can. out George Carl. Yeah, Colin, shout out George Carl. Look Colin it up. Derek Williams, a Coke Machine. You can find it online. Yeah, find it online. So, uh, First without our, further ado, yep. Yep. our King of the Week. I hope the world can see now what's really going on out here because it's getting ridiculous. It's really ridiculous. King of the Week is De'Aaron Fox. De'Aaron Fox, who is also the NBA's um, Western Conference, I almost called him a rookie, uh, Western Conference Player of the Week, of the week. which you know the, the Kings are going to shove in our face every day this week uh, until he is not the, the Player of the Week. Well, he had 34 and 10 tonight, so he might uh, be making a run for a second hey man, right now. Making making a campaign for back to back to back. Yeah, but obviously the last four games, in particular, those games against like the Pelicans, the Celtics, the Nuggets. De'Aaron just took over in each of those games. Even the Clippers, excuse me, the Clippers. How can I forget the Clippers game? Uh, took over. Like he's he's been. Arguably the most dominant player, like in the fourth quarter in the NBA over the past couple weeks, and uh, we have not seen this out of De'Aaron. I mean, he's been a king for four seasons now. This is his fourth year, and uh, we talked about it a couple weeks ago. What is his final form? And I'll knock on wood, but it, I'd have to imagine this is it. And this is like an all. This is a this is a perennial All Star type of talent right now. Like. Averaging 30 points a game and eight assists per game, like over the past like seven games, this is a all star talent like that we're seeing right now. Yeah, 100. percent And I think he's now starting to realize he can do this every single night. And uh, the thing that's so special about him doing it in the fourth is his biggest criticism for 
the first couple of years of his career was he would just he couldn't figure it out for four quarters like he would he would definitely coast and kind of let other people take over and it's like bro you are the best player by far like if you aren't going to win this game for us like don't don't rely on anybody else because I mean, we're seeing it now. I mean, his ability to get to the rim is absolutely special. He's probably, I I would say, top three in the league um, at getting to the rim right now, um, and especially drawing fouls. It's just a shame he can't hit the free throws. Well, jump shot, I mean, it's his funny. Ju- I mean, his yeah. jumper oh, looks I mean, so that's good. the thing to talk about. Yeah, his, his jump shot, I cannot believe. I legitimately cannot believe it looks this good. How bad was it? It was so bad. It was horrible. The I last mean, couple of years. I wouldn't say. I, well, it just the It form, just didn't look like it was going to happen. The form wasn't even that fluid. Like, he has yeah. a good shooting motion now. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure who was working with him in the offseason, but his shooting motion just looks a lot different. You pointed that out, like, in the preseason or, like, a little after the preseason, I think. Just how different his shooting motion looked, and it just—he's been playing great. He's been playing like the, the the star that we wanted him to turn into. And um, it's funny how we talked about—I think it was during like mid-January. Like, where what is his final form? And I think he like had just had 14 points against the uh, the Clippers around there. And since that game, where he had 14 points on January 15th, he has just the only game he scored under 20. He had 16 points and 10 assists and eight rebounds in a win in Orlando. So. Um, or 10 assists and 8 rebounds, yeah. So, um, should be an all-star. Will he be? I don't know. It's tough because of how many people, like we talked about, all-star rosters are kind of like a club, like once you're in. Like, the only way to really go out is, like, by injury, usually. Like, that's when like you fall out, you're out, usually for good. In most cases, that's what we see. And, um, I mean, it's possible someone gets hurt or, like, doesn't want to play because of COVID reasons or... I mean, Fox probably won't want to go anyways if there's people that aren't going. He already said he doesn't want to go. Yeah, I mean, there's potential they just don't have a game and I, have I, a team. I don't even listed, want him to you know? play. Like, all three games are kind of scary, too. I wouldn't care if he didn't want to play. I just want him to be recognized as a, like, top talent in the league because he deserves it. He deserves it. Kind of like how baseball did, like, their awards. Like, they did, or was it the NFL did a Pro Bowl, but they didn't play the Pro Bowl. Yeah, they played Madden. They played Madden because you know. Let's play 2K. Fox played 2K in high school. That's why he was good in a. That's why he became an NBA player. That's what his dad said. Um, I don't need him to play in the All Star game. All Star games freak me out. It's just like I think he needs to be honored because there hasn't been that many guards that are playing better than him right now. Yeah, people that just have their status of being good does not mean that De'Aaron does not deserve his his fair shake this year. Yeah, yeah, and I think we talked about last last episode that the list of guys in front of him i mean he's got to get over dame and steph and luca and cp3 cp3 devin booker and and donovan mitchell maybe and mike conley but he might be more deserving than some of those guys he might but honestly i mean the uh the people who who give them out who give out all-stars tend to uh tend to lean towards true i mean you know you can't you can't say I mean, I guess you can, but it, it'd be well, tough to explain why De'Aaron Fox gets an all-star and then nobody from the Utah Jazz, who are the number one seed in the West. But the beauty of it nobody. is the coaching staff, I think, picks coach, – the coaches around the league pick the reserves, I think. Am I wrong? I'm sure the coaches would respect winning as well. Well, the Kings are winning right now. so they are, I mean, and that's the key is right now, and they need to keep – They need to keep winning. They need to keep this kind of pace. Um, speaking of pace – uh, our, yeah. our, uh, my Coke machine of the week. Do we want to play the sound effect? My Coke machine of the week. Ah, 
he slows things down. And I hate to keep dunking on him. Again, he is not a bad NBA player. And I, I, I hope people don't think <clears> I'm sitting here thinking, okay, well, Chris might have his opinion. But he's not. He's in the wrong situation. He should not be on this. He doesn't belong on this roster, in my opinion. He belongs somewhere else. Uh, the Kings could benefit from also moving on. Uh, Corey Joseph. Coke Joe. Coke Joe. <laughs> uh, really nice guy from everything we've been seeing, and I hate dunk on him again because, like, who the hell am I? I get it. It's just like, um, who are you, dude? Who am I? Uh, Frank. Frank. <laughs> but I, uh, I know a lot of people all around the Kings universe feel the same way. Like when the when he comes in, he slows the offense down. He just is a different type of player that the Kings need right now on their roster. Don't need. Well, a different kind of player that like that they that they yeah don't need need whatever you want to say oh, it. But gotcha. like you could almost argue like that. I don't even want to say this. Never mind. <laughs> it's a uh, like maybe even having Yogi Ferrell would be even more beneficial. Honestly, <laughs> scream it, like, scream it from the rooftop. Just a, a guard that's going to push the tempo and push the pace and knock down open shots. Like, and I thought about that a couple of games ago. I'm like, you know, Yogi Ferrell. Man, he was fast as hell, and he'd push the offense, and he'd push the pace, and uh, he would throw some sneaky good dimes. Like, he had that nice alley-oop to Marv on the 360. It's just like, Corey slows it down, and he plays probably better, way better defense than a player like Yogi Ferrell. And I'm not talking about Yogi Ferrell. It's a player like that that can push the offense and push. The Kings like to run. Tyrese likes to run. Even Glenn, when he's in the bench unit, they like to mm-hmm. run. And Corey, just the ball stops when he comes in. And I'm just tired of seeing it. So, yeah, I'm. You know, I'm right there with you, my man. And I am. you know, I, I, that got me thinking. You were talking about Yogi, and Feral. probably yes, sir. Thank you. Uh, probably won't get another opportunity to talk about Yogi. So I feel obligated to Kinda tell. To, <laughs> well, I mean, he's <laughs> with the Cavs now, so he's he might as well be dead. Is yeah, he? he signed a ten day with the Cavs. I can't remember. If he actually is, Damn. is playing with them still, dead but. and Cle- Cleveland and death, you're putting those together. <laughs> Cleveland. Uh, yeah. I've yeah. never heard anyone ever. What Joe Kim knows, I've never heard anyone say like, "Let's go to Cleveland for vacation." <laughs> Cleveland, really? I've, I haven't uh, been. Any, sorry. Anyways, we're if any doing, Ohio listeners. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, Jake Paul. Um, <laughs> God, get out of here, <laughs> man. Anyway, I want to tell my Yogi Ferrell story. Jake this is Paul. taking too long. Shout out Yogi Ferrell. My boys, Corey Kevin and Avery, we were in Portland, saw Yogi Ferrell on his 10-day when he was with Dallas, score 30 in the Moda Center. Yeah. That was the greatest Underrated. moment of People want to talk about Lynn's sanity, life. but how about Yogi's sanity? Like, Yogi was on one when he came in, like, to that, like, little, yeah. that, that spurt. I was trying to think of something clever. But, well, I mean, yeah. like, he really was playing very he, well. Buckets. <laughs> like, I remember I watched him I think in college. he hit 10 threes in that game. I watched him in college at Indiana, and I remember thinking, like, he's pretty good. Fool's and problem. he – I enjoy watching him on the Kings, and he is. He played in two games for uh, for Cleveland this year, nine points per game, uh, two and a half assists per game. Hey. Could have been us. Could have been us. But Monty's uh, playing. Just for, for fun, I just want to pull up that Dallas game log you were talking about here. Uh, the game oh, he went man. to. Yes, yep. that thing was ridiculous. 32 points. He hit 9 of 11 three-pointers. Yeah, including the game winner, um, which, I mean, 
Honestly, there's something really, really fun about going to a random arena and I've been rooting for too. the wrong team or the opposite team. Yeah, man. Because we yeah. were obnoxious, and he, that was insane. In 36 games of Dallas that year, he averaged 11 points per game, four assists, 1.1 steals, shot 40% from three. Uh, Shout just want to give Yogi, Yogi some love. Shout out Yogi forever. Uh, who's your Coke machine? My Coke machine of the week, and this was actually a late audible. Um, you and I actually had to had to figure out who my Coke machine was going to be moments before recording. Uh, and it's going to be the Kings front office. Because, and I know, like, technically, you know, you got to be playing 20 minutes to whatever. I know George Carl. I'm sorry. Sorry, George. But... The Kings front office is doing nothing. I need them to do something. Like they're free at this point, free Nem, get rid of Kojo, make a move. I don't know what they're doing with Whiteside. I don't know if they're going to keep him. I don't know if they're. Well, the deadline, I mean, it's a one year deal. Is so the deadline March like seventh or eighth? I know it's early March. Um, we just saw Derek Rose get dealt, so he was, you know he was that nice kind, tonight, <laughs> that too. kind of uh, March twenty seal. March twenty fifth. You know these like random quick transactions of non star players. That's not your hardened, uh, your hardened trade kind of thing. And so I think you know now is now is the time to strike. And uh, the Kings are playing well and kind of at a crossroads in terms of where they can go in their season. And now is the time to move on a player. Um, and I think you know, getting a little new influx of energy would be nice for the team. Much like, I mean, we saw it with Bays last year. Yeah, man, that was a great Was that trade. last year or was that two That years was last year. It last feels year, like, well, yeah. COVID makes things kind yeah. of uh, strained in my, my memory, but yeah. it was a year ago, and that was a big, like, pickup. He played, yeah. he was like a fan favorite. He's a guy I think we'll look back on in a couple of years and be like, man, I wish he could have stayed yeah. and, and uh, figured it out because he got hot for mm-hmm. a while like, and that's the exact that's the exact oh. kind of player that we need is hey. someone who's going to provide that you know that kind of everyone's been claiming clamoring for Shump to come back but you know we just need he's a Brooklyn boy the similarity now. between Shump and Bays is we need someone who brings that kind of energy uh, off the bench and it you know it definitely could be a starter but you know you see a bunch of teams around the league who have these energy guys who who are the you know your Royce O'Neals of the world. Um, I you know I can't think of anybody else. Well, I hate Rose to say it, like Kelly Oubre is kind of a guy too, where he's kind of for sure. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I don't love yeah. Kelly Oubre like his game right now. He's playing pretty yeah. horrible with uh, the Warriors, but he's a guy in the past I've liked. I've always wanted to have on the team because he's a guy like other teams don't like because he just I don't know. We we have the Kings have had this for a while too, like since Boogie left, like. We don't have, like, a mean guy on our team. Like, no, a, a, guy a lot of nice like, guys. All like, I want, very, very like, nice guys. I would love, like, a Morris twin to be on the Kings. Yeah. Like, if we had a Morris twin, I would love that. Because, like, I want a guy that's, like, not going to take any, you know, yeah. explicitive from anybody. Like, I just want a guy that's going to be hard-nosed and and scary and mean. Like, we don't really have a guy. Like, I remember, I think Willie was kind of trying to be that guy on our team in Yeah, the past, they definitely and- always have a character. Of, they seem to go, like, for a light <laughs> character. Like, Shump is definitely a character. Whiteside, huge character. Do you, uh, last year was kind of not... Do you remember when... I'm Willie so afraid got, for what you're about to say. When Willie got into it with Steven Adams and, like, tried to and push him. And he legitimately him, could not show him. And I think he, he pushed himself back. He pushed himself back. And Steven Adams was just like... Nice so, try, mate. Nice try, mate. <laughs> well, well there. Yeah, it was. Uh, I don't know. I'm just thinking about. We haven't really had like a quote unquote like energy slash no. like strong tough guy. Like, I don't know. Does 
definitely haven't had a tough guy. In, no. You know, the James Johnson guy type of dudes. Well, we had James Johnson pre- No thanks. Pre-tough no thanks. guy. We had, I we had goggles was James so, Johnson. I am so <laughs> off James Johnson. We had Johnson. the goggles cannot, James Johnson. Shout out James Johnson's random game winner. Possibly the worst game winner I've ever seen. With Isaiah thrown off the side of the backboard. Yeah, and he just like literally gets it and flings. Just... Just terrible. I think fun. it was the only three he only hit all year. It was one, it was the only one. Yeah, um, disgusting. So yeah, I, they need to make some moves. I think at this point, I mean, I hate to say, it, if you're on the Kings fan fence of let's tank and let's get a high draft pick, I think we're getting to a point pretty soon where it's almost too late for that because they're playing very mm-hmm. good basketball. And unless they start kind of regressing back to that, um, they're either going to be in the middle of the pack, which is where we've been. For the last five to seven years, like kind of like in the middle, where we got lucky with the Marvin pick, where we jumped to number two. Yeah. We even jumped with the De'Aaron pick. Like we shouldn't have gotten the fifth pick that year. I think we were seventh that year. Um, it'll be middle of the pack, or we're going to make the playoffs. It's just there's not really any other. Like I don't think this is going to be a team that's going to be at the 15th or 14th in the West. I just don't really think so. So uh, blow it up. Trade HB and trade Buddy and and tear it completely down, or you have to you have to buy. Yeah, like, and I think I mean that to me that's the storyline moving forward until it gets resolved because I really do feel like they're they're at a crossroads and they need to decide which which way they want to go. I mean, there's a direction that the organization needs to take, and I mean <laughs> they need to make the decision at some. I mean, we kind of saw it with the bogey thing too. He. Monty seems to like to take his time with these decisions, um, but you know it's just kind of not fun as a fan to no. sit here and and they've been they have been quiet as church mice. Gun to your there head has been no leaks at all from anything. Gun what, to your head. What is what? It, Buy or sell. Sword to my neck. Sword to your neck. Buy or sell. What's your answer? For what? For the Kings. Buy or sell. Today, this could change. We'll, we'll, we'll do this every week, just kind of like what, what we're feeling. Right now, if you had to pick, buy or sell. I mean, if you're, if we're going right now, it's buy. Yeah, I mean, for sure. If they lose, but the also, fight. I mean, well, you're buying at this point. You're buying at, when the king's stock is. I mean, I'm assuming we're talking stock here, which you know, Stol- you, stonks. We're, we're beginning with stocks, ending with stocks here. Yep. Uh, so. The king's stock is pretty high right now. Yes. So you're buy, you're buying at a pretty high point. We're getting at the right time. Are we? Then that's the well, question. We did. That's we, the question. I mean, this. This. I mean, yeah. I've been. I feel good about them. We've got this podcast. I mean, we do. You know, we're, okay. we're we're in early. We're in when, early. Um, I, I don't know. I I, don't, I was just trying to. I'm, guys, I'm just, I know about stocks. That's what, what I was is trying the expression? To prove. Yeah, strike while the iron's hot. And yeah, I think that they should probably strike soon, which is why. We would like the front office to make a uh, make a move. Yeah, make a move. Any Just move. Don't not not any move. Don't trade well, De'Aaron well, Fox. Nem- <laughs> I want Nemanja to be happy. I want him to be free. I do too. I want him to stretch his wings and fly fly far away from here. And he I, is he there at the game? Yeah, he's there. Also, where's Jabari? Just, that's the one. Is I'm, he there, bro? Jabari, I don't know where. Is he okay? Is. Someone check on Jabari. That's every week. No, Jabari's actually sitting right here. He's he's our third host. Jabari, what's up, man? I would. I mean, again, maybe an unpopular take. Well, I with this. I want Jabari. I wish Jabari was playing. Jabari uh, tribe, man. Jabari tribe. Uh, yeah. Shout out, Jabari. Free Jabari, free Nemanja. I mean, 
I, I just feel like they could make use out of those roster spots. Above all, like from a, to be serious, to end it, they could utilize those roster spots. Like they really could. So, yeah, I mean, I would like, to, and I will. It'll be fun to see. Uh, I think the G League is coming up this week. I think I'm excited to watch uh, Bob Bo- Bobby Tree Bob Woodard. Bobby Trees Bobby Bobby Woodard Bob Bobby Wood. Trees is uh, Robert Woods Bob Woodard and then um, um, Jemias. Yes. I feel like Jemias, maybe come back and listen to this or come back and come at me if I'm wrong. I think Jemias is going to have a pretty pretty good uh, G League stint. I, I think. think Robert Woodard will. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll have a friendly wager on this. We'll have we to will. figure out what, what, will, what, will, what we will wager and, uh, and exactly yeah, My life what, savings. what the terms are going to be. My life savings too. Okay. on Jemias. All right. Okay. All right. Twelve dollars. It's official. On you. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, official here. Cool. You heard it here first. Uh, keep track on that. Send us all the G League stats. Any other thoughts before we call it a night? Um. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready to give all of my heart to the Kings. And if they, if they, uh, if was, they let us down again, was tonight? Did, did it's it, gonna hurt. Did tonight sway you like the bat? The the fight yeah. they showed. Okay. Yeah, I'm like, I believe you want them to win. I want them to win. I, uh, I want to win. I want, I want, I'm sick and tired of losing. Of losing. I want to win. I want to win. Uh, yeah, no, I, I I would like to see how, how good this you. team could can be. Uh, and like I said, I'm pretty sure the best it can be is is maybe winning the play-in tournament and then getting the 18 and getting swept. But, but how fun would that be? That's exactly what I was about just, to say. Just, just watch meaningful even, games, Even man. for them to win the play-in tournament, it would feel like something, and it would be something to hang our hat on. It would feel like momentum, and that isn't something that we've had in a very, very well, long time. all these time. teams that make the playoffs, they all started as, like, a, a fringe team. Like, OKC back in the day, they like were an eight seed, and they lost to the Lakers. Like, the Nuggets were, like, an eight seed or, or seven seed playing the Warriors, the... the um, the Spurs are the Spurs. I'm not going to put them in there. But uh, the Jazz, like all, the Clippers, back when they first started Lob City, like they were like a six or seven or yeah. five seed. Like all these teams, like they need to get in. It's just once you're in, like you usually get that taste of the playoffs and like you kind of build from there from then on out. And the Kings have not had that in 15 years, obviously. So. Something else I will make note of um, that we haven't had in a long time, and I feel like we shouldn't gloss over this step because. It is a significant step. We are no longer like trash. Like we're not we can't expect like for a long, long, long time it was, you know, you're signing free agents, it's bottom of the barrel free agents. It's probably not gonna work out. I would say in the past three years, or especially, you know, the momentum that we've had recently. I would say the Kings no longer you go in and expect just all hell to go, you know, like no. Rashawn Holmes turns out well. That's definitely, you know, normally it'd be everyone's a Dwayne Deadman. And granted, you know, Corey Joseph's contract hasn't turned out well. But I think, you Trevor know, with, with the way that the draft history has gone, obviously there's the huge Marvin discussion. But, you know, Marvin isn't a complete, you know, like what we saw with Ben McLemore. De'Aaron Fox, we're seeing De'Aaron Fox turn into an all-star. And the DeMarcus Cousins trade, Buddy Heald has his imperfections for sure, but that trade wasn't a complete wash. We didn't lose No, we, we any, won that trade. You know, um, these are things that in the past the Kings would just absolutely – I mean, the return for Kevin Martin was terrible. The return for 
Chris Webber was terrible, honestly. Peja was probably the best Doug, return we got. Doug Christie was cap. Katina Mobley was pretty cool for a minute, but yeah. then he left. But uh, um, these are just things that have historically gone no, wrong, and I Kings, think we're finally again. I feel like we are we're splitting wood this episode with how much we are knocking, but I think we are finally at the level where we are not assume it's not going to work out. Yeah, the last note I have in my notes here. We are a normal team. Which I wrote like a couple days ago was don't overthink it. So many people are like, like. This the, can't be true. Like, Yeah, it's just, and it's like. The Kings can't have nice I things, did. essentially. Even I put out a tweet, like, even if they lose to the Sixers, like, and I guess it is right, though. Like, it can't, it doesn't take away from the fact they've been playing really good basketball and and they're an exciting team to watch right now. Like, I'm thinking about that 2018-2019 team right now, how that excitement, this team rivals that same level of excitement right now. Like they are playing good basketball. They are not letting anyone punch them in the mouth. They are competing with anyone on a night in night out basis. They're like the Clippers, the Nuggets, the um Celtics, the who we played the Sixers. Like they're these are damn good teams we're yeah. playing. They aren't this isn't the the Oklahoma City Thunder or the Timberwolves or the Wizards. Like they're playing good teams right now and I think people need to take note of that and just have faith. Have a little faith. Don't overthink it. Enjoy the ride. Enjoy the fun. The Kings are winning basketball games. Will it last? We don't know, but we hope it does, and I feel like it will, and that's all that matters. Yep, I completely agree. And uh, Yeah, and it's been fun, and uh, I think this is a good, fun group of guys to root for, and I think that's, again, an important thing that uh, I don't think, yeah, I don't think we've felt this kind of energy since no. those those. How often is it? I can name... On my in like what three different times has happened over the past ten years? Like yeah. when Boogie got viral, viral gen- meningitis, uh, yep. 2018, 2019, and now, like those are the good stretches of play we've had. Or maybe we had one in twenty fifteen, sixteen with George Carl when Boogie had that fifty something point game, and then they lost that game when they had a winning record. Then yep. they lost like five, six games in a row after that. Um, Point is, there's not many times over the past 15 years the Kings have had like stretches like this. Like seven of nine hadn't happened, seven of eight hadn't happened in 15 years alone. Uh, so enjoy it, guys. Enjoy it. Have fun. Don't overthink it. And uh, let's get excited for Friday against Orlando. Yes, sir. Let's get excited. Uh, Kings have a couple good-looking games uh, coming up here before. Again, playing some more tough teams. Fox versus Ja Morant. To close out the month. Yeah, Fox versus Ja Morant, the Amin Al-Hassan Bowl. Yep. Uh, we will definitely have our eyes on that matchup. Uh, be sure to follow us on our socials. Frankie is at Frank. F- it's at F. F. Cardicelli. At F. Cardicelli. It's prob- three. I think we'll put it in the description. I think we used to do, don't we? I don't know. I do it. I don't know. You'll find me. And then uh, find me at Chris M. Watkins on all platforms. Hit us up. Let us know if you like the episode. Everyone stay safe. Uh, and go Shout out Pfizer. And shout out Pfizer.